Dragon Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. It serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well. www.dorganramen.com Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vampire Movie Minute Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Scott Danielson. And we are continuing our coverage of the 1985 sci-fi horror movie, Life Force, directed by Toby Hooper. And we are doing tonight minutes 15 to 20. Right, Scott? That's correct. Now, Scott, did you watch the version of Life Force that was in theaters that's on the discs that you have? or just? Or no, no. Just did you just watch the uh, version that we're covering? Just the version we're covering. All right. So next time we re- next time we record, watch at least maybe the first five to ten minutes of the original theatrical version. This music, this epic bombastic music you hear, does not exist. Oh wow. Yeah, it is a text crawl of words and then a silent. Uh, dun dun dun! Life force. Oh wow. Not as exciting, huh? No, no, not very exciting. Yeah, that that uh, that kind of sucked when I heard it. So we begin yeah. with a close-up of the docking of the ship, and then we end with a security guard looking at Space Girl as she's lying down. Yep, that's correct. And inside, the ship looks all burnt out, and all they can say is, everyone's dead. Yes, everyone's dead. Uh, everyone looks uh, completely drained of something. I don't know what. And uh, yeah, every, everything looks like it's ashes except for the pristine cases reactions are just so bad when they're reacting to it um i guess now i'm assuming you're an educated man you have read or seen dracula or maybe possibly read paul hogan and guillermo del toro's the strain doesn't this remind you of something scott oh i anything in particular i i'm what, to- the, what does this remind you of totally drawing a blank right yes when Count Orlok in Nosferatu, Count Dracula in any of the Dracula films, the vampire in uh, The Strain show up in the craft. Everyone aboard the craft is dead. Everyone is drained of life. That's exactly what they're doing in this movie. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. No, when you say, once 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 you said that, it made sense. Yeah, it's always a ship, and then everybody aboard the ship is dead, and then yeah. But somehow there's just a coffin that's there. But the tug bay, as they call it, still has the three sexy vampires, the two men and the woman. And apparently these are all dummies. These are uh, not really them. These are life casts put over uh, uh, mannequins. (laughs) Okay, then. So just some, some dummies except for the real naked woman. Nope, she's fake too. Oh, I see. Yep. Nope. They're all fake. When they're lying down in this type of suspended animation, the uh, uh, the uh, special fake makeup artist said that they are life casts. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, but their life cast taken of the three actors. Again, one of which being uh, Mick Jagger's son, Chris Jagger. There you go. BBC News, fake news. That's what that reminds me of. What are they reporting on? <laughs> uh, the re- the, yeah, they're reporting on nothing. Uh, well, a couple things. They're reporting on the fact that they don't have word as to what's happened to, uh, aboard the Churchill yet, which is uh, false because they already do know. And that they also indicate, uh, I think we talked about this briefly, that uh, that comets are widely seen as bad omens. Uh, so they're, they're uh, like, like something akin to, I think I forget the exact phrase they use, but uh, they were seen as like death stars and they were just confirming that Halley's Comet is here. And what does it mean now? So uh, lots of speculation about what happened. Now, did you also know that there was a video game called Life Force that came out in 1986 that has nothing to do with this movie whatsoever? And I bring it up just because of the title alone. No, I did not know that. Yep, it came out on the classic Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. It introduced a simplified power-up system of two-player co-op gameplay. The first player controls the Vic Viper, and the second player takes the reins of a debuting spacecraft, Lord British. And you can look up on IMDb some of the images from this game. A giant snake in space kind of thing. But yes, it has nothing to do with the video game. It has nothing to do with the Toby Hooper movie whatsoever. It was a video game made by Konami in the heyday of the Castlevania craze. Now, who are some of the people in this conference room having their little meeting about the uh, current events of their uh, failed space mission? Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of doctors and and some some leaders. Pagella, I think, is one of the guys. Uh, so they're they're asking like, oh hey, you know, let's like, what's the status and everybody? And they're like, well, we have these three people, and uh, they're saying, should should we, uh, you know, what what do we know about them? And they're like, have you X-rayed them? We're like, we don't even know what their cases are made of. <laughs> so nor how their bodies work and uh my favorite is that at one point says like okay well we can start with the section if the doctor over here will agree they're not alive he goes i don't know like he's just like i don't know i don't know if aliens are alive or dead <laughs> so they're basically like hey he's, they're not as alive as us and he's like i still don't know but we can find out i guess we'll try to cut them open so that's about all they're doing they're just kind of discussing what to do with the bodies and we're also introduced to one of our main characters too uh michael michael gothard he wasn't in the previous scenes, correct? Correct, yes. Okay, and he plays uh, uh, Dr. Bukowski? Bukowski, yes. Yes. Also known as uh, the villain in uh, Locke in For Your Eyes Only, one of the better uh, Roger Moore uh, James Bond films. Oh, there you go. Another Bond connection. Uh, major Bond connection. is uh, Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite movies. Also a really good song, too, for your eyes only. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's pretty distinctive. And he played Felton in The Three Musketeers and The Four Musketeers, Middle Lady's Revenge, which you know the story of that. I think we've gone over before about how The Three Musketeers uh, was, uh, uh, unused footage was used to make a, a Four Musketeers movie behind the backs of the people involved. <laughs> of course it was. Yes. Do you know who made that movie? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. The producers of the Superman films. Of course. The Salkinds. Classy, classy stuff there. Yeah, not not really good people. Yes, they brought a Superman, but they're still sons of bitches. So mm-hmm. I have to say that these are some of the worst containment protocols I've ever seen until COVID-19. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, they just leave one guy in a, in a suit and uh, yeah, he's just kind of looking over and that's, that's, yeah, he just starts to, he just starts to look. And uh, that's never good when they you, you're leering at the specimen. Do you ever? Did you ever see uh, Jason goes to hell the final Friday? Uh, oh, Jason goes to hell. Sorry, ago. Jason goes to yeah. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. That was the title. It's a long, long time ago. 
Dissecting that. Uh, getting involved with your uh, supposedly inanimate dead patient or whatever is um, never a good idea. I'm trying to figure out who the security guard is. I don't think he has a name, right? Does he? Did you catch it? No, I didn't. I didn't catch a. I didn't catch a name. No. Hmm. Let's see. We have NASA technician. No, that wouldn't be him. That was one of the other people we saw. Uh, we already went over first and second NASA officer. Fatherly guard, brash guard, second guard, first scientist. Um, prime minister is the prime minister in this scene. I think he's. I think he's like on the call asking like what's happened. Uh, I don't. I don't know though. Prime minister in the scene, just in case we don't get to him eventually, was played by Peter Portois. Uh, another Bond character. He was Lenkin in Octopussy and the Gasworks supervisor in The Living Daylights. There you go. Yes. Uh, I actually am a bigger fan of um, uh, License to Kill rather than The Living Daylights of the two uh, Timothy Dalton films. And I like Timothy Dalton as James Bond. Yeah, yeah. That seems to be the general... I feel like the, I feel like License to Kill was a bit ahead of its time. The Living Daylights was just... It felt very played out, and I think it suffered a bit for the... Uh, it was still trying to do like the Cold War shtick, and then it was right around this time that the Berlin Wall fell, so it all kind of felt pointless. <laughs> and that's pretty much how we uh, wrap up our uh, our minutes. It's it's with it, him just like staring at her, right? Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just uh, it's a pretty quick, um, and it's it's basically a lot of exposition. So it's like okay, we find out that the ship's burned out. We have a discussion as to what to do next. Um, then we get. Uh, a warning that something might be wrong with a comet via the news report talking about how comets are harbingers of doom. And then we cut to the the guard staring at her, and that's that's where we end. And we will be back in about another week with a, another exciting episode, episode, minutes 20 to 25. If you want to follow along, don't forget, we're doing this based on the Scream Factory extended cut of the movie. Uh, you can find the other episodes we've covered with the other mid- movies that we've covered, such as The Lost Boys and Once Bitten over on RadioHorror.com. If you would like to help out the podcast, buy us a cup of coffee, buy us a slice of pizza. You can go to Buy Me a Cup of Coffee backslash Radio of Horror. Drop some change right in the bucket to buy a cup of coffee to help support the podcast. As cloud service and new equipment does cost money, and we could definitely use your help. Don't forget, you can also send us an email, thatradiofhorror at gmail.com with any questions. And you can find us on our Twitters at ChrisDSAV. And I'm at Scott C. Danielson. And what's the Vampire Twitter? And we're at Vampire Minute. Yes. For the podcast. Thank you, everyone. See you next time.